I know Warren never uh, loses his chance to take a pot shot when I'm not here, so I was fully expecting. I don't a, even uh, think that was a pot shot. Yeah, you know, I was fully expected some, you know, some kind of shot across the bow. But hey, you know what? I'm back here, ready to roll. And uh, what was surprising to me was a host country of France. There was French French families there with uh, uh, USA jerseys on, which I thought was pretty cool, pretty interesting. Why do you, <laughs> did you talk? Why were they? Uh, I guess you did. Do you know why they were wearing? Like American jerseys, or just, were they grateful for the help in World War II, or were they just uh, <laughs> were they just were they just cheering on the U.S. since they both have red, white, and blue? They stink so bad you can't even make it up. Now here, your host of the short thing, Warren Shore and Ryan Silva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this edition of The Short Thing here on Talk Radio 1190. I'm going to be your host, Warren Shore, here, as always, with Ryan Silva on Talk Radio 1190 from 7 to 8 p.m. every Sunday nights. Go check us out on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you may listen to your podcast app. That is going to be The Short Thing, S-C-H-O-R-R. Check out all of our old shows, some interviews up there, and you can check us out out on our Thursday Pick'em show where we're usually pretty good at giving out uh, picks for college and NFL games against the spread unless it is week, unless it is this week, which was a bloodbath. So we'll talk about that coming up uh, later in the show, but we got a good show planned for you today. So Ryan, how was your, uh, how was your uh, weekend? Good, man. Uh, just getting ready to uh, move into the new house here pretty soon. Uh, so we're getting some things together for that. We did that yesterday. Today had some baseball early morning out in Melissa. Um, so that was good. And then, uh, you know, just uh, hit the gym a little bit. Shout out to me on a diet. Lost six pounds this week. So, you know, shout out to me for having such dedication and uh, being such a hard worker. Don't think anybody really cares about that other than yourself. But good job, I guess. Personal victories. Uh, congratulations. Sound a little salty over there. Not really. <laughs> I'm not on a diet, so it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, but, yeah, I went to the uh, LPJ Tour event uh, this weekend. It's pretty good. We got credentialed. Didn't realize it until Wednesday, though. Sent it to a wrong email. Uh, so um, kind of disappointed about that because I we could have uh, had some interviews set up. And it's kind of hard to do interviews when they're like, it's tournament week. Right. Like on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, Friday, I felt like I could have gone up to a couple of players when they were working on the range and they made the cut and I can be like, Hey, do you have, uh, like 10 minutes or something for some time then? Cause they're kind of ready to go. Uh, but I just didn't, it still kind of felt a little out of place. Um, but it was great. The crowds were fine. It was that old American in the colony. Of course I played like six or seven times. So it was really cool to see the, uh, ladies play out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got great access. Um, as I was listening to another golf show yesterday when I was driving around, I do agree with this that if you watch them, it's great. First of all, they hit they hit a pretty they hit a dead straight every time. They were playing three up from the tips. Of course, like sixty five hundred yards. Their ball flights are like a really good amateur player. They hit it a little shorter, um, but it's really relatable golf to like the average. My watching them, I was very, I was relating to them on like how the ball flight looked coming off the driver. 
Um, I hit it probably 15 yards farther, I think, from when I was watching on TV, and especially with the irons they were hitting into some holes, I was hitting maybe a club more than them. But it was an awesome event. Cheyenne Knight won. Uh, she's from Alito, and she's from Alabama. Uh, she actually got her first career LPGA Tour start at this event uh, three or four years ago when she was an amateur. Uh, so she won, and she actually needed to get a top five to keep her card for next year. This is the last full field event. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Made some connections with the LPGA, so hopefully later down the road we'll be able to get some golfers uh, for them on the show or, or pre-record stuff. So that was good. But it was a good it was a good time out there at Old American. It was disappointing with the, how hot it was. But uh, um, also one event I've never, I've never seen any event ever before. They had free water out there in some spots. Smart move. Very smart move. I've never seen that for any event before. They had it around the 18th hole. And then I think they had it around like the seventh or eighth hole. And then they had water for $2 if you weren't around one of those areas. Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty uh, cool event. I watched a bunch of it today. Didn't go out there today. And uh, something I've never, probably never seen before, too, media dining was in the players' uh, players' dining. Nice. So you got to so, uh, mix, uh, mix in a little bit with the players? I didn't really talk to any of them. I was just sitting by myself, um, which was fine. Like Steven Glansberg. <laughs> yeah, first of all, I'm not going to go up to someone and say, hey, can I sit down here and have lunch with you? That's just, first of all, creep status. Uh, not about that, but they had the golf on uh, on the big screen in there, so it was kind of interesting to see like some of their reactions yesterday when it was coming down the stretch and all that. So, yeah, it was a cool uh, it was a cool weekend out there at the LPGA Tour Old American. All right, so the show, obviously, Cowboys-Packers. We're going to uh, recap. You want to give us a call, you can. 214-787-1190. We're going to go around the NFL. I got a question. I got uh, – we could do are these teams good or are they bad? Because there's a lot of teams that you think are good or are they bad right mm -hmm. now, With depending on their record. Uh, take a look at the college, and we can dive in to some MLB playoffs too at the end of the show. All right, Cowboys lose – to the Packers today, they lose this one, thirty-four to twenty-four. Final score indicates a closer game than what it really was, because if it was, it was, it was blowout city early on. And this one, they got shut out for the first time since twenty fifteen in the first half. The offense was very, very poor, and uh, I will say that if you're gonna like the offense the first three weeks was all Kellamore, Kellamore. Oh my God. He's so amazing. He's so amazing. When the offense puts out a clunker for the first three quarters, Jason Garrett, I know he's the head coach, but he should not be the one taken. If you're going to praise Kellen Moore when his offense is so good, you can't just go into the, into the deflection of being, Oh, well, guess what? It's Garrett's the head coach. The offense is bad. No, you got to blame Kellen Moore when the offense isn't churning out how you think it's going. So uh, that's my takeaway from the game. Uh, you could say, I mean, they were down 31 to three. It was, it was church. And then they Packers started playing defense. But if you're going to praise Kellen Moore for the offense, the first three games, you gotta, you gotta be able to trash, not trash him, but like criticize him in these last two games for how poor the offense has looked. Yeah, I mean, these last couple of weeks, it's been, I think, an anomaly of what we, obviously, what we saw the first uh, couple of weeks with the Cowboys. But I really think the big deal right now is they just cannot get seem to get a running game going. I mean, 
Obviously, uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, they had two hundred yard rushers with both Zeke and Tony Pollard, but that was against a, a you know a less than average team. But last week and this week too, and even even week one and week two, I'm trying to pull up the stats here. Uh, computers run a little slow on on what the uh, total rushing yards has been so far. It was 122 game. today. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about for for the first five weeks. Um, other than I believe it was week three that they had a uh, that they had a. Uh, 200 yard rushers but it's yeah I, I think a lot of it this this offense as good as it's been and as much as we've been praising all oh, the spread it out let's see uh you know how many guys we get going in each direction blah 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 and um but the the way this offense is built and i think dak thrives a lot more if they have a solid running game and i think that's been a huge part of it um i think the packers they they started off with a uh, the, the beginning of the season really well um as far as a rushing defense, but they, they've kind of fallen off the last few weeks. Uh, the Packers have, and I think today they they dared the Cowboys to uh, have Dak beat them, and I think that was a smart move. And because obviously Dak, I mean, had a couple very poor passes that you definitely can't put that first interception on him that, that bounces off Cooper's hands and right into uh, the defender's hands. But uh, after that, I mean, he there were a couple of his mistakes were just unexcusable, and he was looked like he was trying to throw it right at the Packers defenders sometimes, and it's it's just tough. I mean, he, he led a decent charge there down at the end, um, but, uh, you know, it obviously was was far too too little too late being down 31-3. But I think you have to put a lot of, a lot of blame on the defense for the Cowboys this week as well. Yeah, so the rushing yards this year, 89 against the Giants, 213 against the Redskins, 235 against the Dolphins, last week 45, and then this week they had uh, 122. And we talked about this on Thursday. The Packers say run the ball on us. Weeks two through five, they'd allowed the most rushing yards in the NFL. Yeah, I think they're averaging like around 145 a game so far. And it was like six yards a carry. Yeah. Zeke in the first quarter uh, early on, he had for his four carries for 29 yards. I think he was popping off seven yards a pop, and it hurts when you go down 14 nothing. And I think Kellen Moore, he saw they were down 14 nothing, and he started getting pass happy. Like he didn't, he didn't stick with the game plan. And a lot of times last year, I remember a lot of fans and us talking when they got say they got down early, it would be like. And they would just keep running the ball. It's like, why are you sticking with the game plan? Why are you sticking with the game plan of running the ball? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Well, this would have been a perfect chance today to stick with the game plan of running because they were just daring you to run the ball. They yeah. didn't care. They could have given up. Zeke could have rushed for 200 yards today, and they wouldn't have cared. The whole plan, like you said, and I was gonna. That's one of the points I was gonna make is they wanted Dak. They wanted Dak to beat you, and. Every single route was a slant route, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. Like, is that all that is in the that's it seems like every route they were throwing today was a slant route and There's a lot of crossing patterns, you know, trying to get guys confused and crossed up. Yeah, but I don't even think they were running a lot of drag routes going across each other, which just seemed like everything was just like a, a, a slant. Just seemed like everything was a slant. The Packers were just sitting on it and they were all just draped over him. There was no double move going on, nothing when the game was still close. And uh, and when the defense, you could say, in the fourth quarter needed to make a stop, when it was when they got it, well, so they got it down to two scores, defense make a stop, Dak comes back, first play, interception. Yeah, that, so, was, that was brutal. That was you so, can't, can't so brutal. That. So so you, you've got some momentum, and then uh, I, I didn't see the play. I was driving down here and listening to it, but it said that Gallup and uh, Dak got crossed up. Yeah. They didn't, but still, that is just a, that's just a backbreaker. That is just a killer. So... We'll we'll talk about this more after the break, but I just 
I think the game plan after they got down 14-0, Kellen Moore calling the planes got got. I think he got emotion. I think it was a little emotional play calling today from him. I think he got too emotional. Yeah, I mean, you're you're going to expect a first-year offensive coordinator like this to uh, make mistakes that a veteran guy would, you know, just kind of just like you said, stay with the plan, stay with the plan. We're going to keep uh, keep going with what we we've game planned all week. We're not going to veer off the uh, path that we've kind of laid out. But I think a young guy, he thinks, okay, we got to change something up. It's not working. It's not working. And then you get, you know, you get into your head and start second guessing yourself. When I'm sure the Cowboys had a great install uh, this week for uh, a game planned uh, coming against the Packers. I mean, we talked Thursday how this has really become a big rivalry. So this is a game Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys players, I'm sure, and Cowboys fans always have circled on their uh, calendar whenever it comes up. And and I I would be surprised if the Packers aren't the same way, even though they have their own rivalries going on in the NFC North. This has really been a big game. The the Packers. They come here and just win every single time they're in Dallas. And so, you know, the Packers want to defend that home turf. Excuse me, the Cowboys want to defend that home turf, and they want to beat those the Packers. So you would think, or excuse me, not you would think, you would hope that if something isn't going to plan, you still stick with that plan until, you know, a little bit longer than, than, than Kellen Moore did today. But I, I'm just going to chalk that up to being young and being a little inexperienced. Yeah, I, I you could say that, but guess what? It doesn't. I mean, That's, this is it. not yeah. the this is not the time. This is not, and I think you could tell the frustration in Jason Garrett today, which I want to talk about after the break. Yeah. But he was frustrated on a lot of things going on. So we'll talk about Jason Garrett coming up next here on the Short Thing on Talk Radio eleven ninety. Warren and Ryan here on Talk Radio 1190, The Shore Thing. Uh, next segment, we'll dive into a little college football coming up. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts at The Shore Thing. We were talking about the Cowboys, obviously, uh, 34-24 losers today to the Packers as they now fall to 3-2 and two, uh, on the season. And you can say they're in second place in the division. Uh, the Eagles are also 3-2. Uh, and two as they won today pretty convincingly over the New York Jets, 31-6. to six. That is who the Cowboys play next week, the Jets. And I would say that uh, Sam Darnold's probably going to play next week for the Jets because uh, every he took every snap in practice this week but just wasn't able to play. All right, so Jason Garrett, clearly frustrated. He lost a flag off with the referee, which was <laughs> it was hilarious. I've never seen him that aggravated yeah. on the sideline. It was nice to see. I think it's a, it's a nice Agreed. change. Agreed. I the whole robot type of thing that he does. Everyone's like, "Oh, you no, know, show show some emotion." Well, guess what? You got it. Yeah. He he always cares, but he's just very even keel, which I think is good in a head coach. You don't want like we were talking. I thought Kellen Moore in the first half got pretty emotional. He called the game emotionally when they got down fourteen nothing, seventeen nothing, just trying to get everything back pretty quickly, and just got away from the run. Just hey, chip away. I mean, it didn't help them that uh, Maher missed a field goal in there. Yeah. But still, just keep attacking. the Like, they're giving you runs. They are giving you runs. So just keep at it. But Garrett, uh, clearly frustrated when he challenged a catch on the sideline that the ref missed. In addition to a pass interference call that he challenged before, which I will say this, no coach should ever challenge a pass interference call again. They are clearly not going to overturn it. Yeah. They have not over. They have, if it's close, they are not overturning. I'm pretty sure the guy has to tackle you out there right now for them to overturn it. They're just not overturning. You have to have them. what happened in the Saints Rams game. Yes, <laughs> you need that to happen, or the guy doesn't even touch him. Right. Like there is no reason why you should be. If it's 
ticky tack and they call it past interference, it's gonna stay. There. Don't challenge it. And if it's ticky tack and they don't, don't challenge it. Like yeah. you, it when they say clear and obvious, it means that unless it's clear and obvious. Yeah, the only argument I could have made for that uh, pass interference call was the fact that uh, was it Byron Jones didn't get his head around. That's the only argument yeah. I can make. Well, that's I think that's what the ref the ref said he wasn't playing the ball. He yeah. was playing the man. You can see he said he's playing the ball, not the man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that's a tough one, but I agree this this whole uh, uh, pass interference challenging I think is just kind of one of those things where the NFL is like, all right, we'll give you this, but it's probably not going to mean anything in the end. But getting back to Garrett, you know, getting some fire in him. Like I said, that, that's good. I mean. Um, I think if he could find uh, a nice balance between what we saw today and what we usually see, I think you have a head coach that more people would believe in, uh, meaning more so the fans and um, the media, which, I mean, the media always likes Jason Garrett because of how his personality is and and his even killness, even though he does give the robot answers and the generic answers. But a lot of times, you know, I've already seen today on on, uh, social media of, oh, we need to get Garrett out of there, blah, blah, blah. It's like, guys, let's let's pump the brakes there. Obviously, fans aren't always the most even-keeled or level-headed. But the fire that Jason Garrett saw, other than his usual, you know, just clapping and and butt patting on players, uh, you know, it was nice to see him get some get some fire and some anger. You know, maybe that's something that the Cowboys might need from from Jason Garrett. Yeah, and the players clearly respond to him. Like, yeah, you, it's un, it's very uncharacteristic when they come out slow. It's like in school when you had that really nice teacher, yeah. and then all of a sudden the teacher gets like super pissed, yeah. and everyone's like, everyone buckles it up like, oh, okay, like, yeah, they like, mean business. That's what they do. Right. But the offensive line was a big issue today. Back, he had uh, he got sacked three times. He got hit another eight. This was by far the worst performance. Lyle Collins going out was yeah, not good. Tough. That was tough. I thought Cam Fleming was okay. He was fine, whatever. But the D- Dak definitely didn't have a, as much of time as he had to throw uh, previously. And also, I feel like this is – I'm not going to say the Cowboys are bad, but quality opponent does matter. You're yeah. seeing the same thing with the Ravens. Everyone was hot off the Ravens when they just – when you put up 60 points in the NFL, you like just – that lasts in your brain. Right. And that's what lasts in people's brain about the Ravens. And the Cowboys, those first two games, just – I mean, surgical, the offense was, and that is the lasting image in the Cowboys. And it's like, why is this not going right? Well, the competition has toughened up, and the Packers' defense, I don't, I think it's it's much better of a passing defense, obviously, sad state, but I still don't think it's, like, great. I think right. it's just, like, an average it's defense. Very, yeah, it's very average, but it's better than what we have seen from the Packers before, that's for sure. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Lyle Collins going out, obviously Tyron Smith. Oh, it helps when you spend money and actually address yeah. needs in the offseason. That's True. what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there was, there was one point kind of kind of flipping pages here a little bit. There was one point, I think it was one of the first drives of the second quarter, where Demarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn weren't in there. So the, the Packers were like, all right, your two best pass rushers aren't in here? All right, we're going to drop back and start chucking the ball all over the place. I don't know if that was injury or what the reason was behind that. But that was kind of a head scratcher. Robert Quinn, though, has, has been a great uh, addition to the uh, Cowboys defense. Even if he's not getting sacks or hurting the quarterback, a lot of times he's drawing penalties. That's that's helping the, the mm-hmm. Cowboys as well. So he's been huge for him. So that was a nice little bright spot. Still haven't seen a whole ton out of Demarcus Lawrence just yet. Um, we're we're still we're still waiting on. I, I, at least I haven't given him all on uh, Demarcus either. Lawrence yet. I know I'm not saying you have. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people. You, There's a you, lot of fans. That you have. get the big contract. A lot of uh, expectations come along with it. But we've. Talked Talked uh, in length about the torn labrum. It's gonna it's gonna take some time, but yeah. um, you know, it, it like you said, the quality opponents 
is is a huge factor here. I mean, Dak still threw for 463 yards. I mean, obviously a lot of that, yeah, I guess you could call his garbage time. It was 31 to three in the third quarter. Like, right. I, mean, I think a lot of a lot of it was garbage time yeah. because the Packers are like, all right, let's get out of here. We'll play off and do that. I, the like I said at the beginning, the final score does not indicate how much of a blowout this for was. Sure. But but you could also say give him credit if, for coming back. If Maurer makes three of those three field goals he misses, this is a one point game for sure, for sure. You well, know. especially you could say the last one when he made it. Yeah, with the and then there was a false start. Right, and then he cuts it and just misses it. Right, that one especially because then you got to get an onside kick. But still, I think it's you could you look at those throughout the throughout the game and where they are, and do you think the game is still going to play out the same way? And I right. would say. The first one that he missed, probably the game's playing out the same way, at least in my mind. Yeah, no. I mean, the Packers it, came out and dominated the first half. They're a they really did. good first half team too. They did. Um, I I have a question that probably going to be asked uh, a lot this week, but uh, is this is this the Dak that we that we are going to be used to, or that we should be that we should get used to? I guess you know from what we've seen in the past two seasons from him is what we saw the first three weeks just an anomaly and just the fact that they were facing lesser opponents, and is this who Dak actually is? Like, are you looking at the whole game of Dak? The, I'm looking at the, the the egregious turnovers, the bad turnovers, uh, you know, getting hurried out of the pocket. It seemed like he was holding on the ball way too long a few times yeah. um, uh, against the, the Packers' D. So, I mean, is this – then I feel I feel like this is the Dak that I was very low on last season. Yeah, I think it's – I think it's there's a middle ground. For sh- you think the water's still waiting to level out? Yeah, like I mean, he was his QBR. You look at that stat was nine was like ninety eight through three games. That is just at a level it's unsustainable. Right. I mean, his QBR today or his uh, his quarterback rating QBR is not out yet, but it was eighty three today against uh, opponents that were combined what two and ten. Uh, yeah, and the only two games pretty okay. So the teams that the Cowboys have beat haven't won a game with the starting quarterbacks that have played. Because Eli was with the Giants. Right. And Daniel Jones has won those two games. Right. So when Eli's been playing the Giants have now won, they're a totally different team. They're still not very good right now. Completely different team. I think that there's somewhere in the I think it's somewhere in the middle. And I think the biggest thing when Collins got hurt, I think the Collins injury Collins injury is a bigger injury than the Tyron Smith injury. Because last year they played three games. They won all three games without Tyron Smith. And Tyron Smith at this stage of his career, he is going to miss time. I don't think you can expect 16 games out of him throughout the an entire season. So the Lyell injury, you're, he's gave him that contract. You're hoping that he's going to be back. And I think that one rattled him more than the Smith injury. And, yeah, the Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith were bringing pressure straight off the edge and he wasn't stepping up. He was flushing out. But I think there's a middle, there's a middle ground, and maybe today he wasn't processing coverages as great as he has been. Um, but I don't think, I think we're still waiting to see like a middle of it, like it's somewhere in the middle of how he was the first three games, and then the last two games. I think there's a middle. I mean, he wasn't terrible last game uh, against the Saints. You know, what no. I mean? The problem was the Saints just held the ball for. 15 so, more yeah. minutes and you're it's hard to win a game when you hold the ball for when you have so much less time of possession i feel like that was the big reason why they lost last week was that the saints literally did the opposite of what the what, what the cowboys did when they beat the saints last year yeah agreed um yeah i mean no no i i, I would i would tend to agree with you as well that there's still a middle ground i would still buy very low on where that middle ground is um 
of where of where we might see Dak. But I mean, looking ahead at at the schedule, I mean, this is a team that was expecting to win 11, 12 games. I mean, or do they still get do they still get there? I don't think ten is out of the question. I think eleven might be pushing it. I think twelve is really pushing it. Um, as far as what they what their record. I never thought they were going to win twelve games. Oh no, for sure. But I'm saying this team probably expected to win at yeah. least eleven. Um, with with all the talent coming back and everybody that they had and some of the additions they made, but now I mean I think they're they might be staring down the barrel of a ten and six season. Yeah, which I don't think is terrible depending where it leads you to. Like I don't how but good if that are leads the you to a to a not hosting a, the first playoff game. Maybe you're a four seed. I still think you can win the division. Well, you'll still host a playoff game. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if you win the division, you host the division. You'll host. I still feel like they can win the division with ten wins. Yeah, that's. I don't. Once the Eagles get healthy, though, I, I for sure. You know, that's sure. gonna be tough out too. Um. Yeah. Also, before we take a break, and we'll, I got Ryan and I will touch on finish up some NFL with some teams. Are they really good or are they not good? Uh, Leighton Vanderush was not good. Today. Oh, that's he, one thing I want to talk about. Yeah, he was not good. Aaron Jones put Jalen Smith in a blender and Leighton Vanderush in a blender like four or five times. Yeah, it was. Not good. Aaron Jones should they should just give him the keys to the building after he's waving bye bye into his first uh, third touchdown or fourth? Uh, I think was, it was third. Third, okay, third. yeah. The linebacking was poor. Yeah, it looked like the and one mixtape tour out there. The way he was breaking guys' ankles and making them look silly, which is not something we've seen from uh, uh, LVE or Jalen Smith. So it was a while to see, and from a guy of all people, to be Aaron Jones, who's a very good running back, yeah. you know, but he's not going to be at the top of the list um, when you start naming off running backs. But yeah, that was definitely something I want to hit on too. That was that was baffling to see. And getting back, just one last thing. I mean, Zeke only had twelve carries. I I'm telling you, they just got away from the plan. Unreal. Like, I think it's. The, he just, Kellen Moore got emotional. And and to say, well, they were up 17 0. Of course, they're going to start passing. You still got a whole nother. Just keep feeding. Like, yeah, keep running it. I would like to see. Let's see. I wonder if I can pull up while, while we're at break how many carries he got in the second half. Okay. Um, I was not a lot. And also, three of those carries were at the end of the first half when they had them. They were, didn't he have three carries at the yeah, end? Yeah, but they're just running out the clock. Yeah, so three of those. So he only had pretty much nine in the course throughout the game when it really mattered and drives. All right, coming back here, we'll take a look around the NFL. Our teams actually, these teams good or are they bad? And then we'll touch on a college slate, uh, the college slate yesterday. So that's coming up next here, Short Thing Talk Radio, 1190. Short thing here, Warren and Ryan here. We'll be here for the next 25 minutes. Check us out every Sunday night right here at Talk Radio 1190. Warren and uh, Short Thing. Uh, we're here every Sunday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Check us out Thursdays as well. We'll do a preview of the college weekend and give our picks for the college slate against the spread. This week was not good. I went four and six, first losing week of the season. So I am now, uh, I am 29, 21, and one on the season in the NFL. I'm 0 3 and one with the Browns ready to go. Uh, tomorrow night, so I am uh, 12, 11, and 1. Ryan, we had a tough week this week. Indeed we did. I mean, some guys just let us down. Yes. Um, so Aurora. I, Not Aurora. No, Aurora didn't let us down. Their the defense late let us down. Um, uh, SMU let me down, too. But you know, <laughs> they won. They didn't. They cover. did win. They did win. They did not cover. OU let us both down. The delay. We would like a. We would like the delays hurt us in two games. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I went three seven and one. Uh, got a lucky push. Should have been a win in that Maryland Rutgers over. So that brings me to uh, twenty three, twenty six and two. 
So a lot of games left. Still, oh yeah, ton of games left. <laughs> uh, in the NFL right now, I'm at three and one. I lost that Jags Panthers game. Uh, still got the Browns cooking tomorrow as well. Uh, so before we do that, I'm at twelve and twelve even. All right, all right. So hopefully you're above five hundred tomorrow night. We need a Browns win, uh, not just because I need a Browns win, not just because I picked them. But uh, all right. So these teams, uh, a lot of teams are right in the middle of the NFL right now. Are the Raiders, my first team I have to bring up, are the Raiders good? No. You don't think so? Very average. They're very average, but are they better than the Chargers? No. Okay. I think they might be a slight edge to the Chargers to me. And I mean slight. They are The Chargers are 2-3. and three. Something just doesn't feel right about the Chargers to me this year. It's got. Right. I mean, it's got to be the Melvin Gordon thing. It's not even that. I mean, Keenan Allen was leading the league in receiving yards before we got. Before I know. This. It's just Anthony Lynn, maybe the defense. I think Derwin James is a huge thing. That defense huge, is huge, big time. I feel like that's what it is. Uh, my next team I have uh, are the Ravens. Are you buying the Ravens? <sighs> that one's tough. I think they're good. Yeah, I think they're good. I don't think they'll win the division. I don't think the Steelers are going to win the division like I previously yes. um, uh, predicted, as we both did. But I, I would still... Well, we didn't think Big Ben was going to get hurt. True. Or that Mason Rudolph would get decapitated. Also, the fact that this guy, Ryan Mink, who is doing propaganda, he's the editorial director for the Ravens website, he said it was a clean hit Earl Thomas oh delivered on Mason Rudolph. He almost killed the guy. He was unconscious. I Did you see it live or not? No, I did not. I was watching on Red Zone Stream. I had to look away. It was so bad. Yeah, see, my mo- my mom texted me as soon as I saw, as soon as she saw it, because she was watching Red Zone, um, and so I, of course I went on Twitter and looked it up, and I was just like, "Good lord!" Like it was. I yes. mean, he was literally the the other thing too. I want to bring up is it took the trainers it what seemed like forever to get out there. It did. I mean, did. and when, when when they all got got out there, they were like all seventy five years old. So it was like no wonder it yeah. took them so long. But I mean, you got to do something to make sure it got when when players are waving you over for sure. You need to do whatever you can to get out there. That was just a little side note to that. Ryan Mink, also the same guy that posted an article on Ravens.com this week that saying Marlon Humphrey didn't uh, choke Odell Beckham. Oh, okay. So, so. a spewing propaganda uh, out there. All right. So Three carries I, for Zeke in the second half. Three carries. Okay. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, I'm not buying the Ravens. Okay. They have beaten – their teams that they have beaten have combined one win, and that is the Steelers. And their quarterback, who Mason Rudolph has looked fine, right? As we just said, got decapitated. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, not. I don't think he is. People need to get that Dolphins game out of their mind. This right. is Week Five. He has been poor since then. Even against the, the Cardinals, he was poor. I am not buying the Ravens. The next team I have for you, and then you can have a team for me if you're checking out. Uh, are you buying the Bills? Four and one. Yeah. I think I think I am. That defense is real. The defense, the is, defense is real. And Josh Allen is a very good, uh, he's a good quarterback. He does he he does enough to win. I mean, that's that's good enough for me. I guess. If if we're if we're drafting quarterbacks right now, are you taking Josh Allen or Marcus Mariota? <sighs> Pass. No, you uh, uh, <laughs> The fact that you're not taking Josh Allen is baffling. Yeah, I I guess I would have to take him. I don't know. I think th- I think those guys are like the same. No, Josh I Allen. Think so rocket arm. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's got a <laughs> stronger arm, of course. But I think 
I'm just not. I, I'm I'm buying the Bills. I'm buying the Bills too because that defense is legit. Yeah, and I love Sean McDermott. He should be coaching the Browns right now. That's who they should have hired instead. Oh, that's of the other Jackson. thing I want to bring up. Is this kind of a victory lap for Mike Patton or Mike Patton? Whatever Mike, Mike Patton. Yeah, I'm a Patton guy. Yeah, I'm a big Patton guy. He got. He got a. Uh, he, he got, got a screw job at it. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that word, but oh, I, I guess they screw. To, I don't know. I. You might be able to. Yeah, I think you can. You know, I was thinking this today on the he way. Got in. Like, could we? Could we cuss and like see like who listens? Well, we were not going to try that. Right, right. But <laughs> I was just Thursday that. we can since it's on the internet. Um, but today, uh, now, yes, no. Johnny hosed him. Joe Banner, Mike Lombardi, they, 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 they just. Gave Mike Patton the worst environment yeah. ever to coach. He's going to get another head coaching job. The fact that Pat Germer got a head coaching job of all these retread Browns coaches to me is amazing. But I'm buying the Bills. Uh, do you have a team out there that you? I got three teams for okay. you. Okay. Um, are the 49ers good? Uh, get back to me after tomorrow. Okay, fair. That's that's because they haven't they haven't played in two weeks. Are the Rams good? They are doing the regression from last year. Big time. I think, yes, I think they're good. I think they're good. Uh, what was the other one? Because Goff played well against the Seahawks. Yeah. Like they didn't lose because of Goff. Right. He and he let them back too. I mean, they yes. should have. They should. They probably should have won that game. Yeah. Um, I got two more quick ones. Are the Eagles good? Yes, I think they are. Yeah, I think so too. I think they once are. they once they get to one hundred percent, I yes. think they are. I think they are. Um, are the Texans good? No. Okay. I don't think the Texans are good. Okay. The Falcons are clearly not good. But how about this? I mean they they took the Raider or excuse me, they took the Saints to the to the brink. I know. I, they beat the Chargers who don't look I too know. bad, but I mean that was back when or yeah. no, no, that was that was the game Nick Foles went out. For sure. Okay. How and they beat the Chargers. Rational my thinking on the Falcons, I should have kept with the trend that I was so hot on. 100%. I don't understand the fact that why. You went I, off, I don't either. Because look, some when you least expect the stuff in the NFL it happens. Like we all know that. True, but that would this was not the week to do it. No, this was not the week to do it. But the Falcons got three of their AFC games out of the way right now so they're ready to make a charge. And I think Dan Quinn should be fired tomorrow. Yeah, he's, he's he should not be good. fired tomorrow. Um all right. Uh, do you have anything else on the NFL before quickly we go to college or not? Um, no, I mean I, th- I think that's pretty much it. Um, you know it's 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 wild. There's a there's a ton of teams that are three and two or two and three, right, right in the middle. But then there's also a lot of teams that are just like absolute dog. You know what? I mean, I don't think the Bengals are very good. Um, no, obviously the Jets, which yeah, they'll, they'll probably be a better team when the, when Darnold comes. They've back. They've got built a, a tough hand. The the Jets, the Jets, yeah, for yes. sure. I mean, obviously, my Redskins. Although we 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 took the Patriots to the brink today, we were up seven Early. six after the first I quarter. I will say, I know you're not a Jay Gruden guy, no, but I feel like he's getting a raw. Like maybe not now. Every time runs its course, but he's clearly mailed it in. But it's like every year we have a quarterback. It's like, oh well, this isn't the guy that Jay Gruden wanted. Well, why don't we get the like RG three? <laughs> oh, that wasn't the guy he wanted. I mean, and now it's no, just like. I, I get it, but Alex Smith. Oh, this wasn't the guy he wanted. Now with Dwayne Haskins, he didn't want to draft him. Like, well, then what? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? No, I get it, but I also feel like uh, maybe it's more now. But like the tension between the two is like you can't even. They should just let him go tomorrow. Yo, yeah, hundred uh, percent. That would be doing everybody a favor. Jay Gruden, maybe except Chris Thompson, who was in tears. Well, yeah, and you know what? That I want. I'm glad you brought that up. I respect that because Jay Gruden stuck with Chris Thompson through a ton yeah. of injuries and, and really saw a lot in him. And I think, and it's paid off. You know, yeah. he, Chris 
Chris Thompson owes a lot to Jay Gruden. So I respect that from Chris Thompson and what Jay Gruden did for his career. But I think everybody would be coming out on top um, uh, if, if Jay Gruden. I don't know, but I don't feel like they've quit. Do you think they've quit on him or not? Like, the secondary is just bad, so they get cooked all these times. It's but tough like, to say because this team is just so bad. But at like, the beginning, they weren't playing terrible. Like, they, the offense was moving with Keenum first couple weeks of the— The offense was moving, and the defense was actually doing pretty well. But then when the offense couldn't get a first down, then the defense was just getting worn out. Yeah. And then now guys were dropping like flies. We already got like 10 or 12 guys on IR. For sure. And it's week five. And so, I don't know. It's, something needs to change. Obviously, it's the ownership, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. But it's it's tough right you're, now. You're going into bad Round. territory where uh, – hold, hold on, hold on. Let me finish this. I think you know where this is going. Yeah. You're going to the territory that Brown, it's looking Brownsy enough. Very, like, very. As someone who lived these last – like practically since 2007, it's – this is looking Brownsian-esque the last It, it very years. much so is. I wouldn't be surprised if we go through like three head coaches in the next six years. And – I look. I don't. I don't wish the last years on on anybody. And you know what's a shame is we have such talent. I mean, yeah. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Terry McLaurin looks like he's coming along. Darius Geis, if he can stay healthy, who knows? Uh, I mean, like there's a ton of talent on this team. It's just we can't put it together. I did see a funny meme on uh, on a Redskins fan page that said if you're if you're not riding with us this year when we go 0 and 16, then don't you dare think of jumping on the bandwagon next year when we're 2 and 14. <laughs> well, we've had the if you can, for the Browns, but if you ain't riding with us through the Hugh days, you, if you can't have us at our Deshaun Kaiser, Cody Kessler, uh, Josh McCowns, like all those guys, you're definitely not able to have us at our Garrett Gilbert and Baker Mayfield days. <laughs> all right. So uh, do you have any college you want to touch on or not? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Auburn, uh, the Auburn-Florida game, I want to touch on that because we talked about Bonex quite a bit uh, on this show last uh, week. Last week, or whenever they played A and M, and and when they played Oregon, uh, yeah. Recap of that game and what happened in at Florida is exactly what I expected to happen eventually. He starts getting careless with the ball, starts yeah. chucking the ball up, and they, it starts causing turnovers. Um, so I, I mean, that was their downfall. We said though on Thursday that Florida might actually be a, a better team uh, with their backup than they were with Felipe Franks, who was absolutely terrible. And uh, so, you know, that was um, that, that was that was one thing that stuck out to me is, like I said, exactly what happened, what I thought would happen did um, tech we would some local flavor tech coming out of nowhere and just blowing the doors I off Oklahoma State. You, you did. I you did. gave you a warning on the Oklahoma. I didn't think, look, who knows, but I, I gave you a warning to stay away from that one. But, yeah, they came out. of They came from the clouds on that one. And Texas. Yeah. Go ahead. I thought they looked shaky yesterday. Yeah, it was. I know the final score indicates what they won by what eighteen? No, they only won by twelve. Or twelve was it? But it or eleven? Eleven. Um, did you have ten and a half? Yeah, because it was I, it was around eleven at the yeah. beginning of the week. Twelve, ten and a half. You got lucky at the end of the first half. The kid missed a field goal. I did. Uh, <laughs> I was pulling for you because I went back and listened to your uh, uh, thing, and I was like, boy, he's gonna need a th- he needs this one. So Big I'll, time. I'll will the miss, but. They did not look – I was not inspired by their performance uh, heading into the uh, Red River uh, rivalry shootout this week. And that's kind of what happens with Texas. It's always a look at I listed those numbers uh, on Thursdays about how they don't really play well the week before uh, the Oklahoma game. And it's just, it's just weird. I don't know. They just don't have the same vibe, I guess. About, I'm, I don't know what's, what the deal with them is this year. I mean, their injuries have definitely been sure. a huge factor. For I mean, sure. they had a, a quarterback running as a running back there for a yeah. little bit. 
Um, so, I mean, the, a lot of guys that they expected and they wanted there um, for this game possibly aren't going to be. So that's going to be huge. But I think Ellinger is doing a great job kind of managing it himself. And in the Big 12, he does a good job of kind of slowing the ball down a little bit because, you know, the, the Longhorns can obviously – uh, you know, run the the spread ops, uh, spread offense where it's just running and gunning. But then you can slow it down a little bit with Ellinger as a runner too. So that's yeah. you know that's a nice little option to have there. Um, but I'm looking forward to this OU Texas game. I think it's going to be really good. I do. Um, they're they're uh, Texas is uh, ten point underdogs. Really early line out. Yeah. Ten points. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know Herman is an underdog. Love it. I mean, maybe maybe Texas just needs a little rain here in Dallas to uh to delay the game a little bit for talk about temperatures for next Saturday. Yeah, great out there. Not going to be baking out there. All right, uh, that's really I have all on the college game. Michigan still stinks. Michigan is not very good. Michigan's not very good. Ohio State got a test that they that Michigan State put up more of a fight. Uh, not as big of a fight as they normally do. They'll cover the first half though. But. They put up enough of a fight. Did I make sense there? Yeah. Like, the first quarter was an abomination uh, for Iowa State. And then SMU. Miraculous. Watched yeah. the end of that game. Yeah. I watched the beginning of that, the first half. That changed the channel. Uh, a little live bet live for them to win outright when I saw they were coming back. And, uh, yeah, they won in overtime. What a catch. Yeah, I mean, great what play, great play. <clears throat> I mean, that special teams uh, touchdown that they gave up. Oh, uh, my this, God, good. I mean, that was, what was it, the second quarter? Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, seven to, it was, uh, it was like. 7-13, I think it was 13-7 after that. Was it 9-6? Yeah, because they had just scored a touchdown. Yeah. It was 9-6, to six, and it made it 16-6. to six. Yeah. That was one of the boneheaded one of the most bonehead plays you'll ever see. Yeah, when when that when I saw that happen, like I was just like, "Are you kidding?" Like I just felt something weird about it. Because after, I mean, even after touchdown, I was like, "All right, we can we can get back up, you know, two two scores or two touchdowns, yeah. no problem." Then after that, that you are like, nope. "Yeah, it was like no chance." I this is how it's half. gonna be. You did have a first half, yeah. Oh, tough with the parlay, which yeah, that sucks. <laughs> you should be able to just cut your losses at a time where you get like some of your like you get twenty percent back if you just say. I'm out right now. Right. I, I want out. I want out. All right. Uh, Jerry Jones quote I want to touch on after the break, and then we'll get into the MLB playoffs. So that's coming up. Final segment here. Sure thing. Talk Radio, 1190. Scheduled press of media availability, which I still think is crazy. He does this after every game. Uh, first, as Jerry Jones said, the fact his team has defeated three opponents who are combined 2-12 and 12 and have lost to two teams that are a combined 8-2 and two is an accurate reflection of his team's early season performance. So that's pretty honest from Jerry right there. That's from Ed Warder on Twitter. And another Ed Warder one, Jerry Jones described Jason Gary's penalty and the flag off, which he lost with the official, which is still very, very funny. Wanted to know what prompted it. Uh, and he said, I told him abusive language. Jerry Jerry then replies, well, I hope the little darlings, parentheses officials, didn't hear something they've never heard before. Uh, I'll say fine, whatever on that one. The one that is, is the most telling is the one when he said about the records, which is what we said is an accurate uh, reflection of the team's early season performance. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, he, uh, you know, I think Jerry was probably just as just as unhappy as anybody. Obviously, I mean nobody's thrilled about a game like this and a performance. But uh, I mean, we've seen. Do, I mean, do, do you do you honestly think that this game has any impact on if Jason Garrett keeps his job or not? No, I don't think so. But hearing that right from Jerry, it makes me like. It it definitely he wants answers. Yeah, like I think last week against the Saints, he was expecting a tough game. 
And, you know, Jason Garrett wouldn't do this, but, I mean, I don't think anybody would fault him if he just looks over at Kellen Moore and is like, you know, hey. <laughs> I gave you the reins for three yeah. games, and it was great. What happened the last two? Like, yeah, I don't think he's not throwing anybody under the bus because he'll be the, I'm the head coach. It falls under me. I'm right. responsible for all this, which is what he should say. He is the head coach. But I also think Kellen Moore needs to have a little come to, stones. Come, uh, come to Jesus to himself. I would be like, what has happened these last two weeks? At least that's my opinion. But that's some I don't like I don't this is not the game. Say they, they beat the Jets, they beat the Eagles, they go into the bye week, uh, and they're five and uh two, it's gonna be fine. Um what if they go into the bye week four and three? Because I mean that Eagles game isn't a isn't I think a- if they I think it depends who they beat. Like if they lose to the Jets next week, that's not good. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening either. But as we know, the NFL is a very and they get Darnold back, you never know. Right. But I think if they like beat the Eagles, then I think it's it's fine. The the AFC games really in the grand scheme of things don't really mean a lot. If you lose them, it's not good. But right. it's like it doesn't out of conference win percentage doesn't really do anything in the playoffs for any tiebreakers. It doesn't really it doesn't do anything for it. Those are if you lose games, lose your out of conference games. Right, obviously, yeah. I mean, uh, definitely win your division games. Uh, yeah. Those are probably number one. That goes without saying. But um, no, I mean, I I agree that it, you know if I mean I I obviously think they're going to beat the beat the Jets. I don't think. No, I would. Th- I think I'm, so too. I, you know, I'm not doing the uh, the look ahead there for them, but I would be really shocked. If they, they should didn't. beat the Jets. Yeah. Um. Although, I mean, if. Le'Veon Bell has a day the way Aaron Jones did today. I mean, they could For be sure. in trouble. And they get so. C.J. Mosley back on defense, who they've been missing. And they yeah. shut out the Bills the first week right. until Mosley got hurt. Um. So, uh, but, I mean, like that, that Eagles game is definitely going to be tough. So, I, I think they could be staring down the barrel of a 4-3 and three, yeah. uh, season going into the bye week, which is going to be tough. Who do they have coming out of the bye week? The Giants on Monday night. The Giants, okay, so... You know, maybe you can write the ship there coming out of the bye week and and uh, get things back on track. Not saying they've gone off track, but they've definitely, I mean, they've taken a detour here. They have, and I think the problem is it was so good so early, expectations went yeah, sky honestly, high. Like, that could have, probably could have been the worst thing that happened agreed. for the Cowboys. I agree. You would have liked to, I'm not, put a couple of these performances together against, like, have a grind it out against the Redskins when you win by, like, three on a late field goal. Mm-hmm. Like, a typical tough game at FedEx Field when it, it is there. Maybe social resistance against the Giants, or you just needed something in those first three games. They were never tested, right? And now they're getting tested, and it's hitting them right in the face. Yeah, no, right I mean it's, it's and and it's only going to get worse with their last five or six games of the yes. year. I yeah, mean, it's it's that's that's really their their meat and For potatoes sure. of their season where it really gets tough. Um, not counting week seventeen against the Redskins, who will be looking to lock up the maybe the first pick. <laughs> who maybe. knows? Who knows? Race to the bottom. Yeah. All right, we'll jump over to the playoffs. A great game today, Braves Cardinals. Yeah. Great game. Braves, I'm telling you, the Braves are my pick to come out of the NL. Are they? I'm yeah. the, mine. The Nats are mine. Yeah, yeah. They're up two nothing right now on the Dodgers. Uh, I'm telling you, you just get Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. As I said last week when we looked at it, it's not Cole Verlander, uh, Grinky. Even though I think Grinky's kind of been underwhelming for them, mm. but it's it's close. I think that's the closest one that could match it out of anyone out there. You know, it's funny. Uh, I mean, I love Steven Strasburg. I think he's great. Um, but obviously coming out of college, he had those, what, seven no-hitters in a row? Yeah, or whatever he did. Yeah, uh, yeah something like that at San Diego State. Um, 
he's been a very good pitcher. He's also had some injury problems, but I mean, would you put him uh, up in the upper echelon of oh, some of the sure. best pitchers? Okay. For sure, he's yeah. just not talked about. Yeah, that's it's, see, that's that's what I was trying to get to. Is like he's not, you know, he's, you don't put him in the in the the Scherzer, uh, you know, Degrom, Verlander kind of conversation. Because the guy on his team wins the Cy Young almost every year. <laughs> right. Like you could say he's not the best pitcher on his team, which is that's tough, shocking. Yeah. Uh, to the AL. Look, I don't think anyone's surprised about the Twins pitching disasters. Like, I've seen Randy Dobnik pitch multiple times this year. When I heard that Baldelli started him, I went to my book. I bet the Yankees team total over. I bet the first five over. I didn't even watch the game. And I checked the score an hour later, and I saw it was an easy win. That is the dumbest pitching. That is the dumbest managerial move I've ever seen. I've seen in a long time in a playoff game. That is just banana land. Well, I mean, to make matters worse, he brings in Duffy in back-to-back nights. It's not even Duffy. It is starting Randy Dobnik well, at the, Yankee Stadium. To, to go ahead I and don't pile care on that his that. ground ball rate's 55%. I don't care. The guy was pitching in single A this year. Yeah. Just throw Odorizzi out there. He was a veteran. Hope he could get you four innings. I, that, I, I get the number game. But I just cannot believe that you would you would do that. And you know that that's the perfect example and where I would like to take a victory lap on analytics. But I don't think you can take a but I mm. see so just that one instant you're gonna say analytics are dumb? No, but that would be part of my argument. But I don't think anyone's saying the analytics argument. People are saying you use analytics, but it's not like the end all be all. Yes. Okay. I don't think that's anyone's argument. That's fair. Um, your argument on the analytics against the analytics would be that DJ LeMahieu should be MVP. A hundred percent. When Mike Trout and Alex Bregman clearly have had better seasons at Sorry, single... I like my MVPs to be on teams above five hundred. Alex Bregman. Yeah, Mike Trout, not about that's 15 fine. games Mike under. Mike Trout put together one of the greatest regular seasons we've ever Look, seen. Look, if we're really talking about MVP. LeBron James wins the MVP every year. Mike Trout wins the MVP every year. But then what about Alex Bregman then? So that's your – the guy had an 8.5 You know, Alex 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 Bregman's Z is is an okay retort to that. An okay retort. He is the retort, (laughs) and it's not even an okay retort. I know. I know. When I went to go look at his numbers, I was like, damn. He's (laughs) – No, no, look. The guy's guy's killing it right now. I think he's got like an 8.3 war. uh, Just – 8.5. 8.5. Something like, and yeah, Trout's yeah. Just, 8.6. Just, I mean, he's just dropping yeah. dong out there. So I wouldn't be mad. But I still think DJ Mayhew, I mean, when you're the best player on the best team in baseball, you're going to be okay. MVP. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Well, you know what? We're out of time. We really are out of time. Like, I just. It's a shame. It's a shame. There's no even reason to even retort that. <laughs> um, but I will say if the Jim Crane is playing poor and doesn't sign Garrett Cole, he should sell the team. He has no business to even sell. To own the Astros. You know, if they win the World Series this year, I don't think that he needs to. Okay, well then, that's it. That's only it. But baseball's weird, you never. All right. Yeah. That's our show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday, and we'll be back right here, 7 o'clock on Talk Radio 1190. He's Ryan. I'm Warren. Talk to you then.